Broadcasting live from Shine Shimmer Snarl on the plain of Arcavios, this is Tap Tap Concede. Welcome everybody to Tap Tap Concede, where we are recording this sometime before you're hearing it, but we don't know when. We're recording this one to put in our back pocket so that you can have this podcast at a time when we're not able to do one that week, probably around the pre-pre-release. So hope you all enjoyed watching Modern Horizons a couple days ago or next week or far in the past. (laughs) (laughs) Who can say? (laughs) This temporal nonsense is brought to you by Card Kingdom. I mean, hopefully that's still true. (laughs) Cardkingdom.com slash LRR. Please go there and uh, buy your magic cards from them because they're great and they have good prices and excellent customer service and particularly fast shipping. And they're a bunch of good folks. And you can tell them Loading Ready Run sent me Button Please, which at time of recording is Foil Lands Make Foil Mana. I think the Strixhaven Ooh. pre-order really ripped through Snowland's Snow Problem. So uh, now we're on to Foil Lands Make Foil Mana, which is, I mean, it's just factual. Absolutely. Make Foil Lands Make Foil Mana, you cowards. I could see that happening in a future unset, right? Like like snow mana, right? Pay one foil. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Surely that would be a thing they could do. Yeah, I mean, they always want to try and find new and interesting ways to get us to spend more money, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, that's that definitely would be received with interest. I'm sure. Um, I it would it would probably not be received very well at all, but it'd be it'd be funny certainly. It's like every bit of magic news has like, you know, a million people who are like, hey, that's sweet. Cool. And then like another million people who are going to spend like several hours talking about how much they hate it. Yeah, I got into I was going to say I got into that recently, but I didn't. I just had a lot of people getting into that in my mentions. And I just sort of (laughs) it's like if if I enjoyed sowing chaos, it would be like me like reclining with a goblet like Dracula <laughs> at the beginning of Castlevania Symphony of the Night, just sort of <laughs> watching all the people get really mad in my mentions. As it was, I was just like, oh, that sucks. I guess I'll just mute this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, today on the show, we're going to be cracking some packs because that seemed like a thing that we could do that is sort of timeless. Good suggestion, James. James also went through the Moonbase uh, box of Crack-A-Pack packs and picked out some packs to crack today and i will start with this one you're gonna love it it's homelands yeah oh no this was given to us by i can't tell if it's temple or tempe and if it is if their surname is west or if it was given to us at pax west i'm gonna say tempe at west that's my suggestion anyway it's a pack of homelands Hidden away by a mysterious wizard for generations, the forgotten world of Homelands awaits discovery. Do we canonically know who that was? Will Aaron finally relent? <laughs> um, sorry. No, I don't know which wizard hid them away. Probably Meritlage, my guess. She's like the most powerful being on Dominaria in that sort of time, right? Is she a wizard? I mean, I kind of assumed. Cameron, can you help? I actually, I have no idea. All right. All right. I'm going to say Baron Sangir. I'm going to throw in Freya Elise as another guess, but she's probably a druid. None of these questions will be answered when we look at these cards. No, but hit us in the comments with your knowledge of lore. I assume they already have. Yeah, probably. All right. So because Homelands only has eight cards, this will be a quick pack to get through. First up, we have Dwarven Trader with the Margaret Organ Keen art, because of course there was just multiple arts for different cards in this set. It's the woman with a pony. She's sort of looking to the side and she has a necklace. Hmm. The card is a 1-1 one, one for one, a single red mana for a 1-1 one, one dwarf. That's it. 
So nice. <laughs> pretty rough start. Yeah, it doesn't even have a uh, other subtype. No. Like I'm looking at the Oracle text right now and just dwarf cool <laughs> dwarven pony or dwarven trader is a dwarf yeah. yeah like mon's goblin raiders i think are at least goblin soldiers aren't they or warriors maybe warriors? that may just be goblins no they actually are just goblins there you wow. go huh. raiding is in the goblins like genome what about merfolk of the pearl trident <laughs> hey how do you feel about another one one for one <laughs> i love it we've got folk of anhava oh yeah the julie barrow illustration which is just a woman with a big stick sitting on a wall it's a one one for a single green summon folk of anhava if assigned as a blocker folk of anhava get plus two plus oh until end of turn there you go trading up on d they certainly do trade up yeah, like Merfolk of the Pearl Trident, just Merfolk. Yet Banalish Hero, human soldier with banding. <laughs> this is going to bother me. Folk Van Hava, you say? It's not great. Uh, the next card is yet another 1-1, one, one, but this one's more expensive. <laughs> this pack just keeps getting better. It's one in a blue for a giant albatross. Oh, yeah. I don't know if this one has multiple art, but this is by David Cherry. It's got flying, as you may infer from Summon Albatross. One and a blue. Bury all creatures that damaged giant albatross this turn. The controller of any of those creatures may pay two life to prevent that creature from being buried. Effects that prevent or redirect damage cannot be used to counter this loss of life. Use this ability only when giant albatross is put into the graveyard from play. So it's got bad death touch on a 1-1 yeah. flying for two. No, I, th I think I'll keep my giant spider. Thank you. Or my Sarah Angel. James informs us that there's two different arts by the same artist for this card. It's an albatross. It just looks like an enormous seagull with a tiny saddle just behind its head facing right. And no rider. Yeah, no rider. Just the albatross. I wonder what happened. Anyway. Owner didn't pay two life. Yeah. <laughs> Rotorothopter is a single mana for a zero two artifact creature with flying. And for two mana, it gets plus one plus oh until end of turn and you can't spend more than four mana in this way each turn it's, i think there's only one art for the rotorothopter it could be wrong this one's by amy weber that seems bad hey it has flying i wonder if here's a question for you nelson a, a judge question if i have an ability that reduces activated abilities of artifacts let's say by one could okay. i then activate this four times per turn because i'm then only technically paying for that is a great question I'm glad you think so. <laughs> I know the answer to this one because I'm looking at the or Oracle text right now. Oh, yeah. Sick. They have amended the ability to read spend two or Terathopter gets plus one plus oh until end of turn. Activate no more than twice each turn. No. So they saw through your attempt at shenanigans. My, your my, attempt to cheat. My cunning plan. Yeah. Well, well, here's the thing, though. Because they made, made that rule, that does let us know that the answer was yes. You would yeah. be able to pump <laughs> it mm -hmm. four times. Yeah. Otherwise, they wouldn't have thrown in that amendment uh, you know that this card was created because somebody was like what if we made just a strictly better version of ornithopter yeah and then the the committee eventually was like okay this is what you can have mm -hmm. yeah yeah the ornithopter back home we have ornithopter <laughs> at home yeah this is the ornithopter at home at homelands oh my god has anyone done that yet oh my gosh yeah the whole set is we have that back home isn't it oh, that's amazing we have that at homelands yeah we have that back homelands <laughs> we need to use that in something oh that's so good we're using it right now in this podcast oh, that's great right. yeah have you ever heard a new button being created <laughs> mm, you just did <laughs> 
Next, we have a 1-1 one, one for one and a white this time. It's our old friend Misa Falcon. <laughs> uh, uh, it's got flying, and for one and a white, it gets plus O plus one until end of turn. Yep. So does that banding? Huh? No. Nope. Nope. <laughs> okay. That's about it. Okay, here we go. Sarah Bestiary. White white for a creature enchantment. During your upkeep, pay white white or bury Sarah Bestiary. Target creature cannot attack, block, or use any ability that includes tap in the activation cost. Yeah. So it's it's a bad arrest with upkeep. Oh, they can still use activated abilities, just cost mana. Yeah. Brutal. So that seems very bad. I mean, I think it's like the unqualified best card in the pack so far. <laughs> yeah. Probably. You can put this on a creature that would kill you and yes you pay two white every turn but now you're not dead yeah that's true that's well, true who else can say that except maybe folk of anhava <laughs> so our next card you accidentally called it when we were talking about oh yeah you know he's in every pack of homelands that's around me <laughs> and was in a lot of the packs that i opened as a youth and somehow i still think i still had to trade for one because i did like the card and i played a deck that had like three or four anyways it's i mean i assume you're talking about our friend aaron the relentless i knew that he wouldn't stop yeah Three red red for a 5-2 legendary betting human. Aaron the Relentless has haste, or as it says here, can attack the turn it comes into play on your side. And for red red red, regenerate. Human rogue. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. He yeah. look roguish. I, I mean, he looks like uh, Axel Rose, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> true human like, roguishly handsome yeah i mean yeah this is like november rain era yeah the the song and the card were probably made around the same time yeah <laughs> i guess a five two is probably actually pretty reasonable in this era of magic yeah for sure and our last card probably one of the best cards in the set in that it's the one that was chosen to represent homelands in masters 25 it's isan's shade mm. mm-hmm. three black 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 for a five five legendary something with protection from white that's it six very difficult mana for a five five pro white yeah i think we got two we opened two of the like top five most playable creatures from the set yeah what is isan's shade is is shade a subtype it is it is a shade knight Ooh. probably because he has a helmet and armor and they were mm-hmm. like this looks mm-hmm. like a knight or because isan was a knight maybe probably it's very early very very cool warhammer looking very 1995 christopher rush art on uh Isan's shade just like a dark silhouette almost with glowing red eyes if you like this art check out the card prophecy mm. is, is it similar it's Isan's shade looking at someone or like you see the person's eyeball and they're looking at Isan's shade it's also Christopher Rush art mm-hmm. but it's like just the reflection of Isan's shade in someone's pupil it's like I predict this this shade is going to show up mm-hmm. yeah. well if you were doing a terrible homelands draft as I did once at PAX East which was actually a complete blast what are you starting with here probably I mean the shade is up there yeah i think i take the shade yeah i think you got to take the shade yeah there you go all right for only one more mana you get a five five instead of a five two that you pay three to regenerate although weirdly aaron wins the mash test true so you could take aaron but like it's awkward obviously you got to pay three when the folk of van hava block him yeah all right let's move on to a much more recent but still not that recent in the grand scheme of things pack here of alara reborn nice mm-hmm. this was given to us by Shane and Kayla from Maine, USA at PAX East 2019. And I know that because they put their own sticker on it. Thanks very much, Shane and Kayla. This is the easiest set for LGS employees to sort if they their store sort, sorts things by color. Because it's just oh. all go in a big box. Yeah, you just you just have to sort 
sort it by rarity and you're done. <laughs> I was like, yeah, Alara Reborn, you know, is a couple years old, 2009. Mm. Good stuff. All right. First up from the cycle of blades, we have Bant Sureblade. So this was a cool cycle. They all cast for two mana and it's one pip was one color and the other pip was hybrid of the other two colors of the three colors. So in this case, it's white and green or blue. I know that I explained that in a very tortured way, but I think it came across. So, and they all did a kind of a similar thing too. So this guy is a 2-1 human soldier that says, as long as you control another multicolored permanent, that was a check that they all had, was like, if you control another multicolored permanent, then a thing happens. In this case, Bantshire Blade gets plus one, plus one, and first strike. Boy, that seems great. Yeah, two mana, three, two, first strike is okay. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah. Next, we have Terminate, red, black, or black, red, I suppose. For an instant, destroy target creature. It can't be regenerated. This was actually money for a little while, wasn't it? I think it still maybe is. But it, when it came out, it was like a very exciting reprint. This is only the second reprint of this card, I think, after its first printing in, I want to say, Invasion Block, but maybe it's Odyssey. I'm not sure. Back back then, during those late 90s sets, I didn't play Plane Shift. Thank you. Okay, so that is Invasion, right? Anyways, yeah, it was a very exciting reprint for Stan got played in Jund and also Grixis and yeah these were just in the packs at Common. Hmm. Next up referencing a meme that at least I find funny it's the Leonin Ermagerd. <laughs> Why does that continue to get me? I don't know but it gets me every time too. For James's benefit that's Armor Guard. Two green white for a 3-3 cat soldier when Leonin Armor Guard comes into play. Creatures you control get plus one plus one until end of turn. To answer your money question no because they've just been putting it in supplemental sets up the wazoo since reprinting it in Alara. But I believe before like you know dual deck storm versus tibalt or before commander 2016 it was up around four dollars it was also getting played more in modern back then yeah i mean it's conditionless removal for two right mm -hmm. yeah yeah so i guess this whole set was like look everything's harder to cast so we can push the power yeah because i remember this thing Ceradon yearling is red white mm -hmm. for a two two with vigilance and haste baby bowl yeah flavor text the unit of measurement used to chart a Ceradon's growth is persons consumed <laughs> <laughs> Why does it sound like Cameron wrote that? <laughs> I don't know. It's enjoyable. Oh, I like it. Next up, Jesse and Zombies, four blue black for a two four with fear and island cycling two and swamp cycling two. So you're not I mean, really keen to play a two four with fear for six mana, but the cycling helps you, helps your mana. So that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I think like the basic land cycling here is pretty good, right? Mm -hmm. Hey, you got another one of them blades. We got the Grixis Grim Blade. So it's a two one zombie warrior for a black and a blue or red. And as long as you control another multicolored permanent, Grixis Grimblade gets plus one plus one and death touch. Nice. Yeah. I think first strike is probably stronger, but that's very good. Is it a Vyashino? What's the creature type of that? A zombie? Uh, zombie, sorry. Breath of Malfagor. Three black red for an instant. It deals five damage to each opponent. So if you're playing two at a giant, it deals ten damage. Mm. What a combo. Next is the Jund Sojourners, which I realize now from looking at the art is that they're not on Jund anymore. Well, I guess Jund isn't a thing anymore because Alara got all rammed back together. Is that what happened? From what I understand, and like when we've seen cards from Alara since the Alara block, they have 
it looks like they have wedge colors or four color, right? Like cards like Brea. Hmm. So I don't know. That was a very roundabout way of saying I'm not exactly sure. <laughs> yeah, my so I, I was playing then and my understanding is like when we get to Alara, it's it's five different little mini planes and then like Nicobolus, you know, along with some help from Malfcore and various other parties, you know, manages to like either. I can't remember if it's supposed to be that Nicobolus is like making the conflux happen or if he just sort of showed up before it was going to happen to like get advantage somehow from it happening but anyways yeah it's like the five little mini planes merge back together and then every everyday creatures are able to like just walk from jund to bant or whatever but there's still i think places like when the shifts happens like there's earthquakes or whatever like there's there's a various like planar disturbance but that doesn't necessarily mean that like your your home city is gone so there's still like places that are in jund or whatever all right that's my impression fair enough well these sojourners cast for the full jund black, red, green. For a 3-2 Viachino Shaman, they also have cycling for just two and a red. And when you cycle them, or when they die, you may have it deal one damage to target creature or player. That's that's neat. I like the flexibility there. Yeah, you can have a creature or you can have a zap. Yeah. Yeah. And you get the zap anyway when it dies, so it can trade yeah. for something with four toughness. Oh-ho. Oh. Next, Vidalcan Ghoul. Wow, this is, what the? It's a 1-1 Vidalcan Zombie. That's terrifying to look at. That is really unsettling. For a, a cast's for blue black and when it becomes blocked defending player loses four life so it's like got afflict four yeah pretty neat card yeah 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 i mean that seems useful <laughs> yeah wow next we have sigiled behemoth which is like a beast of burden absolutely weighed down with ridiculous armor plating four green white for a five four beast with exalted which is a reminder is whenever a creature you control attacks alone that creature gets plus one plus one for until end of turn yeah I mean, Exalted was kind of the real deal, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, Exalted's continues good. to be. Yeah, Exalted's good. This is just a six mana, five, four Exalted with no other abilities. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's okay. The <laughs> Giant Ambush Beetle. Cool name. <laughs> Pretty good card, actually, for the limited format. I bet. So it's yeah. three red and black or green for a four, three with haste. And when it comes into play, you may have target creature block it if able. I dig that. Yeah. I was I was like, how does something called Ambush not have flash? And then I realized that it's, it's not like a defensive ambush it's like no no <laughs> that tutu that you've got sitting there choo choo <laughs> that's good having a lure that that can also just directly trade with a creature or just leave a creature behind that's really cool oh this is weird double negative blue blue red for an instant counter up to two target spells so we haven't hit any yet but cascade is from this set oh, oh right yes yeah. so this yes. is like the cancel that counters both parts of the cascade that's very clever i like that a lot i hadn't thought of that you know what's fun taking it back to straight Strixhaven, very, very briefly. Whirlwind Denial yeah. has finally like done stuff for me in this format. Because previously, I'd only ever really count... I didn't run it a lot, but I'd only ever really countered just like a spell. Yeah, I can't think of a time in Theros when... You could kind of really get someone. Yeah. But in this format, you can counter the spell and, you know, one or more Magecraft triggers all at the same time. So that's sweet. Yep. Our last uncommon is Vithian Renegades. One red green for a three two human shaman. When it comes into play, destroy target artifact. Nice. Yep. Slightly better Manic Vandal for a slightly harder to cast. Yeah. Has been played in Highlander a lot. Not sure if it still makes the cut with the recent inclusion of uh, Mast Vandal, but mm. but maybe. Then kind of... Uh, unusual pack ordering because then we have a token which is a one one green red dragon with flying and devour two that's a rare token yeah and then a planes by chippy one of the awesome ones with like <gasps> the the lines in the sky yeah the esper planes i love these 
I love these. And then our rare at the back of the pack is Finest Hour. Oh, nice. Two green, white, blue for an enchantment. The enchantment has Exalted. So that's just one more instance of Exalted. So if a creature attacks by itself, it gets a plus and plus one. And whenever a creature you control attacks alone, if it's the first combat phase of the turn, untap that creature. After this phase, there is an additional combat phase. So I guess the play there is you attack with one huge creature that can't be adequately blocked because you've built up a lot of exalted creatures and then you attack a second time with everybody yeah or just one creature again if like your creature has lifelink too or yeah whatever or if you just want the exalted triggers again fair <laughs> enough yeah cool it's pretty sweet it's just like works really well with other exalted cards Monty devuti won bc regionals in 2010 featuring the, with with a deck that played this card yeah okay. i was playing mythic inscription at the time and he was playing a bunch of the same cards in in a band deck but i'm not sure if he was playing sovereigns of lost lost lara i know that he was playing rafik and he was playing finest hour so i think maybe he was trying to just be just a tiny bit faster than the the mythic inscription decks but he might have been playing the conscription as well I can't, I can't remember i just know that he had some of these band cards including this one that weren't in my deck cool yeah let's go even further forward what with modern horizons two on the horizons that wasn't meant to i didn't think about how that sentence was going before i started talking (laughs) (laughs) i have a lot of those every day yeah look it's modern horizons (laughs) awesome i like that set okay this was given to us by daniel s in a mail time episode in 2019 and i'm opening it now Thanks, Daniel. Okay. At the very front of the pack is a zombie token. So that's cool. Then is an art card of Soul Herder by Seb McKinnon. Very cool. Then, wow, everything's in a weird order. I'm going, then is a snow-covered mountain. And then I'm going to rearrange the pack slightly so that we do commons, uncommons, rare. Very strange pack collation today. All right. Reign of Revelation. Three and a blue for an instant. Draw three cards, then discard a card. Yep. Yeah. Solid. Next, Volatile Claws. Two and a red for an instant. Until end of turn, creatures you control get plus two plus oh and gain all creature types. I'm trying to remember why this was very good in the set. Changelings, weren't there? Yeah. But why did you want... Was there like a thing that whenever a changeling... No, Slivers oh slivers right there were several reasons this was good all right cool yeah i guess just any tribal thing would be would be relevant yeah turns on any of your lords or any of your like cares about when something dies of that uh creature type all right you could sacrifice more of your creatures to your slingling sling gang lieutenant oh right yeah that thing oh yeah there's a lot of fun things you can do with this next we have savage swipe single green mana sorcery target creature you control gets plus two plus two until end of turn if its power is two then it fights target creature you don't control the bears punch back hmm yeah this card's pretty messed up being able to pump your creature and kill another creature for one mana it's nice yeah like how how awesome does it feel casting mage duel for one very good right Ooh, yeah. yeah yeah as opposed to what it's actually worth yeah next we have prohibit one in a blue for an instant with kicker for two counter target spell if it's converted mana cost is two or less if the spell was kicked counter that spell if it's converted mana cost is four or less interesting this is a reprint it's a pretty decent card yeah this was we looked this up the other day the majority of these cards were new but there were a lot of reprints as well this one gets a bit of highlander play because it's you know a, a reasonable counter for two mana yeah mm winding way one in a green for a sorcery choose creature or land reveal the top four cards of your library put all the cards of the chosen type revealed this way into your hand and the rest into your graveyard we should try to find one of these for adam for his uh, his budget challenge that was recorded oh, yeah. in the same week as this podcast yeah next is 
Umezawa's Charm. I liked this one quite a lot. So it's one and a black for an instant. Choose one. Target creature gets plus two, plus two until end of turn. Target creature gets minus one, minus one until end of turn, or you gain two life. So it's all the things you can do with the Jite. Right. Yeah, of course. I knew that. I probably knew that and had forgotten. And then partway through reading the card, I was like, oh, right. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's clever. Yeah. This card seems like in any other set, it would be a really great flexible combat trick. Like if this was in Strixhaven, I think I would play it a fair bit. But in Modern Horizons, I routinely just saw these at the end of the packs and I never put one in my deck. Yeah, I I felt the same way. I mean, I ran them probably more than I should have because I was just like, it's just so flexible. You can kill a flyer or you can trade up or down in combat, right? Goblin War Party is next. We have three and a red for a sorcery. Choose one. Either make three 1-1 one, one goblins or creatures you control get plus one, plus one, and haste until end of turn. But it also has entwine for two and a red. So for five red red, you can make three one ones and all your creatures get plus one, plus one, and haste. These. Yeah. Yeah. Functional. <laughs> Hard to argue with. Yeah. Man, you know what card was like surprisingly better than maybe it looks is Wall of 1000 Cuts. Three white white for a three five defender with flying. But then for a single white, it can attack as though it did not have defender. I'm not sure I remember this. It's a bunch it's, of swords. Yeah, it's like a, it's a remake of an old card from Beta, Wall of Swords, which is just three generic yeah. and a white, which is also a picture of just a bunch of swords. I think with like a monster trying to get through the cant or something or a dragon trying to like get around the swords. It's the pokey bits that hurt the most. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, no, pretty cool card, honestly. I can remember a, like just figuring out wall of swords or finding copies of wall of swords when i was a little kid was just like oh sweet like this you know basically we can win a game because now you decide when people attack like it just you know bolsters your defense so much at least mm -hmm. back in the day mm -hmm. having a three five flying blocker like three five flying for four they don't even put that in corset anymore like wall of swords would be a pretty good draft pickup most of the time i think yeah and our last common is smoke shroud one and a blue for a creature enchantment the creature gets plus one plus one and has flying when a ninja enters the battlefield under your control you may return smoke shroud from your graveyard to the battlefield attached to that creature that was a lot of words yeah let me it's good okay, okay. you could do if you were in the blue black ninjas deck you could do some serious shenanigans and don't forget also you mentioned changelings mm -hmm. changelings are also ninjas but yeah because you could do if this was on a creature that was going through unblocked you could ninjutsu the return that creature to your hand put the ninja into play and then this came back onto the creature right yes i remember doing that now it it well like i think i pulled it off once or twice and it felt really good yeah you know it happened to me several times right now i remember this sorry that weekend was like a blur where i got to play a lot of modern horizons you were in Las Vegas, too. Right. Right. <laughs> that probably made a bit of a blur as well. Next, we have Talisman of Creativity. It's two mana artifact, taps for a colorless, or it taps for red or blue, but then it deals one damage to you. Right. This was the, the the rest of this cycle. The enemy colors of the um, Mirrodin talisma, Talisma. Ooh. Talismos. There's a $4 word right there. Mm. Yeah. I got that from Shadowrun. Nice. But yeah, long-awaited completion of that cycle that's correct cam mm -hmm, mm -hmm. glacial revelation two and a green for a sorcery reveal the top six cards of your library you may put any number of snow permanent cards from among them into your hand put the rest into your graveyard gosh imagine if that was in call time draft <laughs> <laughs> as it is it was okay 
actually, I don't know. Was it? I I actually never saw this played. I, you could play it if maybe if you were trying to fill your graveyard anyway, and you managed to get some snow lands. But I don't know. I remember going after snow in Modern Horizons was sort of like like the cards that you would take some snow lands when you could, and then the cards that cared about the snow lands were also okay on their own, right? Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't as committed a thing you would get into as it was in Call Time, if I'm remembering correctly. But again, like Cameron said, it's a bit of a blur. It's been a while since I've gotten to draft Modern Horizons. Yeah. Here's a deck that I remember really enjoying. It's Soul Herder. One white blue for a 1-1 spirit. Whenever a creature is exiled from the battlefield, put a plus and plus one counter on Soul Herder. At the beginning of your end step, you may exile another creature you control, then return that card to the battlefield under its owner's control. The blink deck was super fun. Hmm. Yeah, between this and mm-hmm. Ephemerate, this card spawned a whole modern archetype. Yeah. And uh, I played the same the same kind of archetype in Canadian Highlander a bunch and also had a lot of fun. I really like Soul Herder. We have a foil, scale up. Which is a single green mana. Until end of turn, target creature you control becomes a green worm with base power and toughness 6-4. Oh man, this card too. But it's got overload and I definitely lost games to this. For four green green, all your creatures do that. So I definitely, I think I I think I got to do it once too. Where it's like you make a bunch of little weedly whatevers and then on turn six or ideally on turn five, you go, anyway... All my creatures are now six fours. Kill you? I think I either... I think you did that to me. (laughs) Oh, no. I think. Like I said, it was Vegas. I was mainly focused on trying to get value off the buffets as a vegetarian. Ooh, that that was probably like a challenge. Yeah, I mean, it was a lot of garlic toast, but I feel I got there. (laughs) You ever try to eat $60 worth of garlic toast, Nelson? (laughs) Not yet, no. I'm I went okay, I believe I hit one buffet while I was there for that last trip that you know, the same the same weekend we're talking about, and I'm pretty sure I found garlic Greek potatoes, and that's what I just oh. like loaded up on. Like those yeah. really buttery potatoes. And even if you only have two plates, you're like, Well, I feel good now. Yeah, if you want to if you want the real gambling in Vegas, eat sixty dollars worth of buttered potatoes. Yeah. And try to you know, try to make it back to your hotel room. That's yeah, a race that's with right. the devil. <laughs> oh man. Oh my god. Yeah, that's terrible. But also I can't wait to go back just because it means I won't be here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, what a what a pleasant change of pace it will be. Our rare from the pack of Modern Horizons is the Archmage's Charm. Oh, so it's hey. blue, 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 instant, choose one. Counter target spell, target player draws two cards, or gain control of target non-land permanent with converted mana cost one or less. Yep, instant yeah. speed divination is pretty sweet. Yeah, a divination that can also grab Merit Lage is... Yep. Oh my yeah. god. Right, like you just leave this up. And if you run it as a divination, that feels pretty good. Sometimes you got to cancel with it. That also feels pretty good. And then sometimes you just get to grab somebody's nonsense and uh, then win the game with it. I think I'm on scale up for this pack if I'm if I'm first pack, if I open this and I have to pick take one card. Really? I think scale up's the most raw power. I could also see taking the soul herder because I love soul herder, but I think scale up is the card that gives you the greatest chance of victory. I would probably take soul herder just because sure. I do like that deck, but gosh, you're probably right. Actually, this is honestly kind of a mediocre pack for Modern Horizons. Mm-hmm. It's got some great cards in it though. Like that rare's eminently playable. It's just really hard to cast. And then yeah. it has Savage Swipe. Mm-hmm. It has the goblin i don't hate that goblins card the entwine one 
Yeah. Yeah. And Soulherd is really good. Right. Fair enough. It doesn't have any of the red green lands in your graveyard cards. Although I guess the ones that yeah, that's what it is. You could play that glacial revelation in the red green deck that was just trying to put lands in your own graveyard. Oh right. So then you know, you you either it's six cards. There's gonna be like two or three lands probably, or at least two. And so either you get snow lands into your hand or you put non-snow lands in your graveyard and that pumps your other cards. There we go. We figured out what the glacial revelation is for. I forgot there was an archetype uh, that you yeah, that you mentioned an archetype that was get lands into your own bin. Yeah, uh, oftentimes limited archetypes are like a new play on something we've seen before, right? Yeah. Like they're 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 usually pretty predictable or whatever or they're like slightly different or they revolve around a new mechanic, but that's just one of them. But you know, they kind of make 10 limited archetypes kind of every draft set or you know some they only make five but still it's, i don't know on strixhaven and like and the ravnica sets usually it still feels like there's 10 because there's either like the big or the small or the fast or slow versions of the same two color archetypes but yeah for modern horizons there were 10 color pair archetypes and that one at least was brand new and i don't think they've done it since yeah i mean it, it was really it was really odd <laughs> yeah it was fun i don't know oh no i thought it was sweet it was an unusual one, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was very different. I hate even saying this because it, that was the Ren and Six deck. Yeah, where Ren and Six came from, yeah. Yeah. I mean, any deck is a Ren and Six deck, but that was the one that had the most, like, obvious synergies with it. Also, mm-hmm. just, like, the greatest place ever to play Crack the Earth. I'm not sure if Crack the Earth was reprinted in Modern Horizons, but one red, sorcery, both players sacrifice a permanent. Also, Raze, I don't think Raze was was reprinted but you know like this limited archetype would have loved to have had like you know one red each player sacrifices a land Mm. yeah yeah sweet all right we got one more pack here and it's we're going way back to the first time we ever visited ravnica nice it's ravnica city of guilds oh ho yeah this was 2005 this was given to us by pyrock mania thank you pyrock all right first up clinging darkness One in a black for a creature enchantment. The enchanted creature gets minus four, minus one. Can't tell if that's good. Eh, I mean, not amazing. Yeah, Ravnica had a lot of small creatures, but hmm. I mean, it's sort of like a pacifism or like a a guard duty, right? Mm -hmm. Right, right. I definitely never drafted this set. So I, well, like contemporaneously, I think I did it once at a GP or there was a chaos draft. No, it was, that's what it was. It was Japanese Ravnica. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, we were, I was in that with you and we were like scanning our cards because. (laughs) We're like, I don't know what any of these cards do. Was that also in Vegas? No, that was like Calgary. Okay. I thought I was there though. And I didn't go. Did I go. Oh, I did. I was judging that GP maybe. Oh, okay. I'm not sure. I can remember you doing that. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I remember the packs were the, the ones with the, the, the peg hole, right? They weren't box packs. They were like. Right. Like store, like dangly packs with the, the thing for the, to hang on a store peg. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. And there was like a cheat sheet going around so everybody could look up the cards. I did play that event. This was around, yeah, that would have made sense. This was around like Innistrad and and Return to Ravnica mm-hmm. standard, right? Like I played Jund with Thrag Tusk in a standard event and almost made day two and touched base with you guys a few times and filmed something that I le- later had to refilm, I remember. Yeah, that was because we were filming the the Friday night's road trip episode yeah. and lost one of the SD cards. Right. And mercifully didn't lose the cameo god was it christopher rush or john avon I think christopher, christopher rush, rush where you went and got all of like you just dropped off a long box of cards to get signed yeah it was like hey can i get can i get some cards signed and he's like sure and i'm like cool and i just give like a like a stack of like hundreds of cards in peace right and then you just get his like grumpy reaction 
yeah it's awesome yeah that was for those for those who haven't seen that episode of friday nights that was a bit that he was in on that we asked him to participate mm-hmm. in not yeah. a thing that i did as a funny joke <laughs> That's similarly, I'm sorry, we're just like on this huge tangent, but I also remember from that episode of Friday Nights, it was the one where James multi-cues of the GP. <laughs> Do you oh, remember yeah. writing this bit? And like, again, the judges where we had like Darren and that other judge, I think she's from the UK. I can't yep. remember her name. Anyways, but they were, they were in on like doing the bit with us and yeah. It was similarly like member of LRR does something that frustrates the administrator. <laughs> <laughs> our pocket yeah all right next card in this pack we have incite hysteria two in a red for a sorcery with radiance creatures that share a color with target creature can't block this turn weird yeah like the boros mechanic was one that i always had to read a couple of times because it seems straightforward but then you look at the board state and you're like oh this hits everything but that card yeah they kind of tragically like i don't know if they just turned out to not be a place in the design for this order but i can't recall a single radiance spell that kind of mattered and constructed like i don't think it got i don't think the mechanic got to be part of the you know standard or extended or whatever environment really i don't think there is a radiance card that's sort of like oh yeah this is the good one sort of like noble hierarch or rafik or maybe you know but mostly noble hierarch arcasali probably made you think it was like the good exalted creatures and there's like a bunch of other random exalted creatures right i don't think there's a good radiance card unfortunately yeah mm-hmm. there's some better ones for draft that one's not good fair enough next is centaur safeguard it's two and a selesnia so two and green or white for a three one centaur warrior and when it dies you may gain three life sure mm-hmm. votary of the conclave is next it's a single white mana for a one one human soldier and for two and a green regenerate votary of the conclave all right doesn't stop the siege worms but otherwise you know reasonable blocker terraformer a card i've never seen two and a blue for a two two human wizard and for one mana choose a basic land type the land type of each land you control becomes that type until end of turn you'll see this card pop up occasionally in magic the puzzling oh yeah yeah you know just like it's does some weird thing it's got it's got a really weird ability right yeah but yeah it's a weird blue mana fixing card it's no dreamscape artist or whatever that can just cast hair or every turn but wow yeah it can fix your mana gaze of the gorgon three and either a black or a green for an instant regenerate target creature at the end of combat destroy all creatures that blocked or were blocked by that creature this turn sure why not it would be a good combat trick if only it didn't cost four mana they started making these cheaper you know yeah that is that is a bit pricey isn't it yeah yeah leave no trace one in a white for an instant with radiance destroy target enchantment and each other enchantment that shares a color with it that sounds dangerous (laughs) (laughs) yeah practice leave no trace camping though kids if you're out in the woods take all your garbage with you yeah but like okay what were the what were the guilds in ravnica city of guilds there was well so far we've seen boros selesnia golgari that's all we've seen so far actually there's one more yeah because it went four three three that's correct demir that's correct was it demir yeah okay right yeah so all the radiant cards don't actually have a lot of targets right you're in the boros deck and maybe like if you're in a draft maybe one of your opponents fought you for boros yeah so you're you're gen well in just ravnica you're usually going to be two color yeah unless you have to be three color but you know yeah you're right there's going to be other people at the table that are your same two colors so then your radiance cards like might affect your permanence too that's true yeah 
Yeah, right. You you had to be careful with them. Yeah, like this this mechanic was a little bit hamstrung, like fr- out the gate for this reason. I think, right? Like uh, this ability is like, oh, you got to watch out, you know. And like it just, I think it just turns out that making a mechanic in Magic that goes on a bunch of cards, you know, it's like you don't want to feel bad before you've even gotten to play, right? You don't want, yeah. you don't want a mechanic that's like, okay, so put this in, it's going to be able to maybe get you a blow up, but watch out, it might blow you out. And it's like, well, what's the upside needs to be really high, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like Hidetsu's second rate is a good feel version of this card where it's like, hey, this only ever does anything if it can kill your opponent. But hey, <laughs> then when it does something, you win the game. So that's a really big upside. Yeah, your opponent gets to sign the card. <laughs> hey, we stopped doing that. We're in our more mature, more considerate <laughs> era of playing magic. <laughs> I'd sign a Hidetsu's second, right? All right. Well, let's play Highlander later. All right. I'll deal. Go back. Look back. Go back on what I said. Next, we have Drake Familiar. One and a blue for a 2-1 Flying Drake. When it comes into play, sacrifice it unless you return an enchantment in play to its owner's hand. I mean, that sounds kind of awesome if your opponent has an enchantment. So there's a common cycle of enchantments that give a beneficial ability. Okay. Like Flight of Fancy, you might remember. It's three generic and a blue for the creature gets flying and you draw two cards when there's a battlefield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Face Fetters, the most, probably the most famous one, is just... You gain four life, and also it's an arrest for four mana. So, I mean, flick, you're having to bounce your face first, you get the four life again. All right. All right. That doesn't seem so bad. Next up, we have Shred Memory. One in a black. For an instant, remove up to four target cards in a single graveyard from the game. Exile four cards from a single graveyard. But more importantly, I assume, it has Transmute for one black black, which says, for one black black, discard this card, search your library for a card with the same converted mana cost as this card, reveal it, put it into your hand, then shuffle your library, only do this as a sorcery. That's good, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's good enough for Canadian Highlander because it goes and finds Time Vault. Oh, dang. Yeah. Right, right, right. So it's pretty good. I mean, it could get used to some other decks too. That's the main one where I've used it. You could go find Grape Shot if you have enough Storm for that, or you might just need Demonic Tutor. Like it's expensive, but you know, over two turns, you'd be finding Demonic Tutor so you can set up your Storm win that way. Also, just the front half of it is like among the best ones for Eternal Play for of the Transmute cards we play, right? Like at Transmuting for three, if you want, you can have like a conditional counter spell, but then the other best thing is a wall. The, the flying wall that has Transmute for three actually got a fair bit of standard play because casting it and blocking is good, but that's not great in Canadian Highlander. But exiling stuff from the graveyard, very good in, in Eternal, you know, in, in all, all the formats where you can play old messed up graveyard shenanigans. All right. Next up is Boros Signet. Have they ever made rocks as beloved as these signets? Aw, I don't think so. I mean, I like Mindstone a lot. Yeah. Does that count? I guess I mean like a cycle. Yeah, no, they're, I mean, it's like they weren't the first two mana rocks and they haven't been the last, but we still tend to refer to two mana rocks as signets more than anything else. Yeah. So like. They show up in cube a lot. Yeah, no, like we love these. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Everybody likes the. The signet rocks, yeah. Next is, oh, Selesnia signet. All right, cool, cool. Here we go. Mnemonic Nexus. Three and a blue for an instant. Each player shuffles his or her graveyard into their library. Sure. Yeah. I guess that's fine. Yeah, the mill deck in in the Demir guild. Like, we haven't seen any of the cards, but there's several very powerful mill cards. Glimpse the Unthinkables from this set. And then a common, there's a four mana one four that can millstone for only one mana every turn it just seems weird to have the anti-mill card in the colors of the guild doing the milling yeah that's fair 
that's a fair critique. All right. I just well, think they put it in because it's like, oh, we're going to want to have something to fight the mill deck. Yeah. But this feels like a blue card. Well, well isn't that eh? <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> okay. Well, all right. Yeah. It's extra funny because this set only has one blue guild, right? What we just said them all, right? Green, white, yeah. red, white, black, green, black, blue. Yeah. So it's like if you have this card in your Ravnica City of Guilds draft deck, you're probably just a mill deck. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you could be like a flyer's deck, I guess, instead. Yeah. No, you weren't you weren't necessarily the mill deck in Demir, so that's fine. It's just specifically for the Demir mirrors where you're more focused on like the Moroi and the like five mana two two regenerating Drake than you are on the good mill cards. The Demirers. Yep. You know me in portmanteaus. Next, we have Netherborn Phalanx. Five and a black. I've never seen most of these cards before. Five and a black for a two-four horror. When Netherborn Phalanx comes into play, each opponent loses one life for each creature they control and transmute for one black black. So you can go looking for a six drop or you can pay six for this weird two four. I built a casual deck around Hunted Phantasm, this card and Poison Belly Ogre. Oh yeah. Yeah, we're just trying to give them a bunch of goblin tokens and then hurt them for it. It was pretty dumb. Fair enough. Yep. <laughs> That's the whole story. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good. I built a bad deck, kids. Don't play Netherborn Phalanx, or if you do, play it better than I did. <laughs> Next is a Remand. Oh, nice. Everyone loves Remand. I'm glad we got a good card. Yeah. One in a blue for an instant counter target spell. If you do, return that spell to its owner's hand. Draw a card. Yeah. This yeah. is... I, okay, I've seen the rare. The, I'm pretty sure Remand is going to be the most valuable card in this pack. It was pretty likely. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> It's a good card. Also, our rare is, I don't even know how to pronounce the second word here. Flame f fusillade. 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 Yeah. Fusillade. Yeah. Cool. Flame fusillade. Three and a red for a sorcery. Until end of turn, permanence you control gain. Tap. This permanent deals one damage to target creature or player. Except it's a sorcery. Yeah. I think I had this in that in that event. Oh, nice. I bet you had to scan it more than once. <laughs> I think I don't know I I didn't I don't think I ended up using it I tell you the card in that event that was great was the like one white white target attack target player like sacrifices an attacking creature yeah and there's a way that you could duplicate it no it has convoke doesn't it or was it isn't it conspire no that's a different set I think it's convoke you can tap your creatures to cast it so you can be tapped out on mana definitely got somebody with that like nice. you you look at this card and you think hey wait permanence that means my lands tap for for to ping oh geez you're right probably tapped. but it costs four yeah exactly right it's like oh my lands are all tapped late game like you know if you like you're in boros probably but there's a bit of token production like certainly it has some applications in outside of draft right like if you're in a token deck and you can just like put out a bunch of permanents yeah and i suppose you could also like if you're leaning heavily on the carouse yeah well your land count didn't change that much actually sometimes you would go down like because of signets because mm -hmm. it's the set was really interesting the block was really interesting because like the carouse are giving you card advantage at the price of tempo and the signets are giving you tempo at the cost of card advantage right like they're you know they're mana dorks essentially like right like rocks it's a card from your hand but you get more mana faster mm -hmm. and so you end up usually putting both in your deck and so you usually are playing like you know at least 20 mana sources but it doesn't mean that you're necessarily getting like the crews don't put more permanence no into play but yeah i don't know flame fuselage could do some things i didn't know of any particular combo with it like i never saw a great glory moment basically what it usually ends up doing is like in the mid game you can kill two flyers but mm. then you're tapped out or maybe you have like the world's most expensive lava axe to win the game i would take the remand <laughs> 
Yes, take the remand. I agree. And if you want your own remand, you can find them at cardkingdom.com. Go to cardkingdom.com slash LRR. That puts our little code on there. And that tells them that we're sending you over there and we're doing that because they're great. And if you equally wish to be great, I mean, just listening is enough, honestly. So thank you for being here. We really just remind yourself that you're great. If you want to be great, just realize that you're great. Self-actualization. You're great. But also you could help support us directly at patreon.com slash loading ready run. I guess that doesn't necessarily just, I don't know, maybe there's jerks who support us on Patreon. Cool. Thank you. <laughs> and you went with when you, if you want to also be great, I thought you were going to transition into the button. Oh, if you want to also be great, remind them to give you a button because LRR sent you when you're buying cards from Guard Kingdom. It currently says foil lands make foil mana. Is that yeah. right? Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes I just start talking and then decide to figure out the segue mid-sentence it's yes you do i don't know if i'd recommend it as a strategy but sometimes it works that's gonna do it for this episode to have to have concede thanks everybody for listening we'll be back next week with something different i have been graham joined by cameron hello i mean goodbye and nelson thanks jordan edits these james runs the card reader heather gets them online thank you everybody for listening and we will talk to you next time bye bye